Hey everybody, this is Kevin, a podcast for me. A podcast for me as well as a podcast for you. I'm your host, K-Dog. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, uh, this is just a, a one-guy rant on uh, society. <laughs> I read some news. Well, first I talk about myself, then I talk about some news, and then I kind of blurt out some random shit. Uh, please share and like on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you find podcasts. And uh, if you want to reach me, I'm at podcastforme at gmail.com. Send me a quick note or review or whatever. Anyways, here we go. Let's get into it. So it's uh, April, not April, it's February 22nd. Year 2020, the sun's starting coming out in Michigan. It's a whopping 40 degrees outside, so that's pretty good for me, you know. It's really fucking cold here in um, Michigan. Um, not much new in my life. I'm just doing nothing, waiting to get a job. That's where I'm at. Uh, kids flourishing. Uh, wife flourishing. Uh, not me though. I'm just kind of just sending out was resumes and waiting to work. That's that's where I'm at. It's amazing when you're looking for a job how frivolous it becomes at, at, at end point because you're just like you there's five new jobs and then you apply for them and then there's nothing and then it's kind of get to a point where you're like, did I apply for this already? I don't know. <laughs> Um, well, without further ado, let's get into some news. News. Um, let's read this one article. Megan McCain confronts Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez about Bernie bros on The View. So basically, um, Alexandria AOC, she, um, she, she was like, throwing out a support to Bernie. So like, I support Bernie Sanders for the presidency. He's the man to become president and all that bullshit. And the show called The View, a bunch of ladies talking about stuff and interviewing people. One lady in particular is uh, McCain, uh, Megan McCain. She's like the Republican of the group. So most of them are pretty Democratic, but she's like the only Republican. So she takes uh, AOC to task. About um, how Bernie is a sexual predator or some shit like that. And uh, which is kind of fucking stupid. You know, he's an old guy. He probably said something and then somebody took it out of context into like, you're a piece of shit, you know, like because he, he's like fucking a thousand years old. And back in the day, you could compliment women and it wouldn't be a thing. You could say that's a nice dress or some shit like that. And there'd be no harm, no foul. Nowadays, he's like, if a fucking old guy says, Hey, that's a nice dress. You're a fucking child molester. That's where that goes. So that's where a, a lot of people are trying to get Bernie for some bullshit that never happened before. And, um, AOC came to his defense, right? And it's it's kind of she actually said some things that are very poignant. She's growing in this whole uh, political climate. You know, a lot of a lot of guys want to talk shit about her, but she did say some poignant things. Um, I'm just gonna paraphrase it. She goes, "It's the inner cult, 
internet culture in general, she says. She's talking about it could be very toxic, which she's right. Because most people who shit on people, who comment on, on Facebook or any kind of social media have shitty lives. Most people. Not most people have shitty lives. Most people who comment have shitty lives. That's why, like, in reviews on um, Yelp or or any kind of review of a place, the most reviews you're going to see are people who are shitting on these places because you never really want to review, like spend time and write how you like a place. Most people, you know, the only people who want to fucking start shit are the people who have shitty lives, you know, so they want to shit on other people and bring other people down. Same thing with uh, social media. It's just a never ending cycle. And AOC gets the fucking brunt of it because she's female kind of attractive i guess and she's on a political she's you know a congresswoman and also she's in a place of power and most people most most men don't like that and it's a weird thing because i'm not that guy i'm not the rah-rah woke guy i'm not i'm not that guy at all the, know this i am fucking anti-woke like no other but i'm not stupid you know the thing is well, I am stupid. What can I say? The thing is, you get these guys out there that think they're on the side of righteousness. Look, I'm not calling her a bitch, but she does bitch-like things. You'll hear guys say something like that. And then there's also the, the hardcore, you know, vile things. You know, fuck that bitch. Rah. You know, it's, it's just angry dudes, you know, the, the who are the loudest voice. They're not most of them, you know, but... The, People commenting are usually like shit dudes who are just like out of touch with reality, you know, with their hate with women in power. You know, I get it. I don't like, you know, I don't, I don't like a chick being in charge of me and shit, you know, telling me, yeah, you got to go do this, you got to do that, you know, that's how it feels. But it happens, you know, sometimes women are in charge of shit and you just got to let that shit be. And then you like you get over it and you're you get used to it. When you start turning it into like, fuck this bitch and da 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 da, then it gets kind of weird, right? And then you could make an argument about, but men can be shitty bosses too and whatever. But now nah, I think that this is one of those sexist things. You know how like. There's there's a 16-year-old boy and he's fucking some 22-year-old girl and she gets in trouble but not so much. Well, it's because the guy wants it more, you know. And then um, it's not the same when it's reversed, you know, 16-year-old girl getting with a 22-year-old guy. You know, that's that's a sexist thing, but that's a true thing. And and the uh, same thing when when women are telling dudes something, guys don't like it as much as guys telling girls what to do. It's just a, it's just a natural thing. You know, and then the fact that we we fight against that and talk about it in a way where it doesn't exist. It's like the elephant in the room because we can't acknowledge it. We can't uh, move forward. And people like to shit on AOC for one thing because of the side she's on. But they turn it more into a, a thing where, you know, she's a bitch. And they just want they just want to own her, you know, and that's that's just the power trip. You know, some guys do. They try to play it off. And then in response she then says it's a massage. It's like a misogynistic kind of thing. And like, can you blame her? Here she is getting death threats, fucking, you know, how people wanted to like rape her and shit like that. I mean, this, <laughs> that's what girls get. Guys don't get that. Guys get the same kind of thing where they should, you should be raped to death. And it's usually like a female saying that to a guy, you know, but 
it, but I don't think they understand what they're saying. But when a guy is doing it, I think there's like something in there, you know, there's something that could be probably, I don't know. Um, I don't know, analyzed or something like that. And she, and she basically just says that, you know, the, the internet culture is pretty hateful and things like that. And she's right. And I thought that was very poignant. And, uh, yeah. Anyone who denies that she gets railed like that, you know, you're living in a dreamland, you know? I mean, yeah, AOC says some things that aren't like on point, but a lot of people say things. She doesn't need to like take a, like a dick in the mouth or some bullshit like that. I see, I seen memes, you know, I mean, people fucking go after her hard, you know, and it's like fucking abusive, you know, as opposed to like, like with Trump, when they make fun of Trump, it's kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. I've seen some funny things, but it's, it's, it's not a thing in which it's like he's taken in the ass or some shit like that. You know, just somehow when it's a hot chick or something like that, they got to take her down a notch. You know, how dare she be in charge? That's just the thing. You know, the Internet has become pretty crazy. You know, I can't imagine a, a world without the Internet now, though. What's this? Trump thinks foreign films shouldn't win Oscars. That makes Parasites win even sweeter. That's an opinion from Olivia, who probably hates uh, men. And uh, so Donald Trump had a rally and he shat on this one movie that won the Oscars, Parasite. And I don't even think Trump gives a shit. I think he does that when he shits on the fact that it's a foreign movie that won an Oscar. I think he does that. And he says that to try to like get people to think that Hollywood's like, it is kind of crazy woke, but he's just doing that to hit a kind of nerve to rile up the, uh, you know, liberal left, you know? And, uh, but that is a pretty good movie. If you ever watch parasites, pretty good movie Oscar worthy. I don't think so, but like in comparison to the other movies, I, I don't I don't mind it winning. You know, I really thought it'd be like Little Women or some shit like that. But Parasite's not a bad movie for and, and for it to win the Oscar. Not bad at all. Very different kind of movie. And um, I think that when Trump shat on that idea, he just did that so that other people could then start talking about him more. That's how he gets people to talk about him. And uh, I, I think to myself, I'm I'm pretty sure if he watched that movie he would like it, you know, because <laughs> it's a pretty good movie, you know, so I can't, I can't see why he would shit on that. And it, and it winning the Oscars, like, who gives a fuck? You really give a shit about this? No, he does not give a shit about this. And people who think he does, they're wrong. That's, that's the game. When you start thinking these people are thinking, saying the things that they are, you're just, you're just playing cherry picking the person, you know? In one instance, say you're a Trump supporter, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, rah, 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 which is bad, actually. You know, shitting on actual foreign movies is not a good thing. But you get the, that group of people going for it. And uh, when you tell them, hey, you know, it is, it is a pretty good movie, they're not going to listen to you. So they're just not paying attention. But in reality, it's the same person who's like, oh, yeah, Trump totally means this shit. That's the... It, it, you're the same person. You're the same fucking person who hates Parasite. But now you're on the other side of it. Um, how do I articulate that even more? The people who talk shit and you go and fall for it, you're the, no different from, like, the people on the other side, you know? 
Um, it says targets BOGO half off swim sale. All right. So I couldn't help but fucking talk about this. So I'm, I'm, I clicked on this thing. It was like a swimsuit target thing. And it's basically, um, uh, this should have been a riff section, but they're at, I don't know why in a news article, they're advertising the, this, uh, the swimsuit sale. And I'm like, I wonder why. And then, so I scroll down and it's not much of an article. You still might be shivering through the cold, but there's good news. And then they, they talk about the, uh, the, uh, the bikinis that they got going on. And lo and behold, you have huge people wearing bikinis. Like I'm talking morbidly obese. And some, some people are that like, like wide hips or whatever. And then there's some people are just fat, you know, but the morbidly obese ones though, gets me, you know, I'm just like, but why, why, why is, why is that a thing? And I have to analyze my thoughts on that. Let's, let's go through it. Um, when I buy clothes, I want to see if they fit me. But do models help me buy those clothes? Like whether it was a guy or a girl, or whatever. You know, say if I am into a bikini, if I'm that direction, <sighs> it would be what you know. I would like to see how it fits on other people. Now that's kind of dumb. You kind of want to see how it looks on you, and having a model where it doesn't help me at all. So what, what am I really looking at? I'm looking at an aspect of how I would want to look like in this outfit. In that respect, would I not like to look the best, you know, if anything? Say, I, I think I would look good at that if you would have someone who is not morbidly obese. I don't know. I mean, so if I'm a huge person, which I am, and I watch a buff guy wear outfit, that does make me think, I could work that outfit as opposed to a fat person with that outfit. I don't think to myself, yeah, I totally want those clothes. I think that's bad marketing, honestly. That that's where I think now. Now when I buy clothes, I it's not, I just fucking rationalized it. When I buy clothes, I look at the model, I guess, and I think, oh yeah, that looks good. That guy looks good. I think I could look good like that. Boom, done. Wear it. But if it was like a morbidly obese dude wearing a fucking outfit. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, yeah, I want to wear that outfit. You know, I, I really don't want to wear that outfit. <laughs> so I, I think that's a bad move, but this is, this is shot out at women. And from a guy's perspective, you know, I'm going to wear like buff dudes outfit. Um, it used to be like that for girls, but I guess apparently it's okay to be fat. So, um, they're pushing that more in our society, you know, looking fat and wearing bikinis. I mean, that's rough. That's a rough go, right? Because, like, some people, they can't help it, but most people can. So, where are we at? I wonder, I wonder how that works on women's psychology. When they see a fat person wear a bikini, do they then think, I want to wear that bikini? Or when they see a model wearing that bikini, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's bad advertising. I think the advertising, you want to make it look like something you want to be or look or do or eat. It's all fake in the end. For instance, when you see a burger on TV, uh, like for a commercial, 
that's not how that's not that's not an edible thing. They put like glue and paste and just to make it gooey. I've seen something for pizza too. They put like glue and paste to to make it look like it's a gooey pizza. In reality, if you ate that, you'd fucking die. So I mean, advertising one on one should be uh, what you want to be or what you want it to look like and a fake thing. And they put these these fat people on there, and I'm thinking to myself, what what is it you're going? Are you trying to elicit a woke response? Like, oh yeah, because they support fat people. I want to go buy shit from them. Or I would like to talk to an advertising person about that. Like what, what possesses you to, are you trying to get the woke crowd? Cause you're not getting a normal crowd. Cause like when I buy clothes, I don't buy it because of their affiliation with anything. I don't think most people do. I only think a small minority of people who are stupid as fuck, like, you know what? They support fucking Jews, so therefore I'm not eating there or some stupid shit like that. Huh. Uh. Disney reveals its first ever animated LGBTQ character with Lena Waith voicing role in Onward. So this is a thing. In, in, in the year 2020... We are shoving woke shit down your throat, fucking neck and chest. Dude, it's just in your face. Like, oh, get this. Woke you, motherfucker. So now we got this uh, gay character in um, a Disney movie. And I think to myself, why is that even a thing? Like, when I'm watching a Disney movie, I don't think to myself, man, I need my representation. And this movie has Cyclops and like fucking monsters and ogres and shit. I, I don't understand why you need representation in a fucking movie. I get it though. I mean, I guess it's the natural progression of things, right? Because back then it was like, you needed black people to, to be represented and they, they weren't. And now they are. So they're like, what's the next thing, you know, your sexual preference. And that is something that never needed to be pushed on, onto the screen. You know, I mean, I never, and this is like a minority of people too. It's like, what about down syndrome representation? You know, why, why don't we have the hero be a down syndrome character? If really this is what you want to do, push progressiveness. It's like, how is it that even comes into the conversation? So you're watching a movie like, I don't know. Jumanji and you think oh man that rock better kiss that other guy or I'm not I'm walking the fuck out you know <laughs> like I mean wh why and I, I don't really care about this character I'm, I'm pretty I'm gonna watch this movie and I don't give a shit that they did I just hate the fact that they're pushing like fucking shoving this shit in your face and then I saw one extra part where they said that they're gonna make the Valkyrie in the next Thor movie uh, a lesbian character and I thought to myself that's that's hilarious because if you're a strong female character natural progression you got to be gay because that that's the classic qualities of a hero the hero is as as defined badass kick ass does all this shit says the cool lines and fucks the chick period period they don't fuck the guy they fuck the chick and maybe, you know, maybe that's a, a thing for gay uh, superheroes. Maybe we should have more gay superheroes where they can fuck other dudes so that we can have chicks fuck guys again, you know, because it seems to be a classic theme is this 
you you gotta you gotta fuck chicks period and so here you have a female character and lo and behold she has to meet the criteria i mean she's a badass says the cool lines leader fucks chicks because straight women can never be heroes never because we we can't accept that in our society we're fucking we're fucked up we we need to have like the hero fuck chicks period we can't never have it any other way back in the day we had famous like female characters and they were they're fucking strong and they were hetero but no you're 2000 and on if you're a fucking strong female character you're fucking other chicks period dude i don't give a shit you got to be gay that's hilarious, man. I think the progression of things should have been like a gay superhero, like a dude who's just all about other dudes, if anything. But whatever. Really sho- shoving this shit in the face hard. All right. Let's see here. This influencer has been accused of running a major money scam. This is hilarious. So this one influencer, that's a that's a new term nowadays. Instead of saying like Instagram dummy or whatever. So this chick uh she, what did she do? She um I don't know how, but she's on Instagram and she got people to give her her bank account numbers. Her name is um Kali- Kayla Massa. This is weird, you know. There's millions of these fucking Instagram followers, you know. And then you don't, or followers, influencers, I guess. And then that's a thing. Show a picture of their ass and get 350 people all into them. And uh, she, she got them to put their bank account numbers in on the comments or whatever the fuck. And then she took money from them. That's what she did. Um, man, she go get caught, though. I don't know why she thought she could get away with it. You know what's weird, though, is that... A lot of her followers were under 18. So what the fuck are they doing with bank accounts? Enough for to make a million dollars. So anyways, she was able to, to swindle these fucking people and then take their money. But she got caught. And um, I, I have a thought about that now. I mean, what, what the fuck are kids doing on fucking uh, social media, period? It should, be, it should not be allowed. You know, if you're under 18, you should not have... Even 26, but whatever. I mean, you shouldn't have social media. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I I, I don't think social media is a good thing as it is now. I, I don't know. I just think it's like a terrible culture. You know, it's just a bunch of people just fucking shitting on each other and uh, pretending to be the best version of themselves when they're not. I don't know. Did, I don't know. Yeah. Did people do that back then? For social media, they would just uh, be a fake version of themselves and then uh, shit on other people. How would you shit on other people? There's no way to shit on people. Yeah. It seems to be that social media isn't doing a good thing. It's doing a bad thing. I can't see how it's doing a good thing at all. It keeps going towards the direction of evil. But maybe we just have to go through those processes. I don't know. Friends star David Schwimmer defends the show from backlash as he insists it was a different time. Uh, he's right. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, Friends is a hardcore show that doesn't exist anymore. You couldn't have the show Friends. Like they, they make fun of gay people and um, 
incest and well, they don't make fun. They actually have something kind of like that in that show. And porn, they're all about porn and all this shit, right? And um, he's right. This show couldn't exist. If you had uh, social media as it is now, people would just fucking virtue signal all the time. They'd be like, how could Ross do that? He's a piece of shit garbage human being, you know? And the show wouldn't, the, the characters you wouldn't be able to like because of the things that they do. Because that's what we do nowadays. We see an aspect of somebody, you know, because people are all perfect, right? So we see one little blemish on their record. So they could do all these good things, but the one thing that they do that doesn't hit your, like, I don't know, dynamic, where you're just like, oh, I don't like that. We've become religious in that way. Back in the day, it would be like, oh, yeah, you're not very godly. You know, you go to church on Sunday. I don't fucking like you. This, this our new religion social media. So now we're like scrutinizing everybody for every little thing. He said a joke about women, so therefore he's sexist, you know. And then it, it was just a joke, you know. But it's, well, here's a joke. How about if I got you raped by six, ten fucking prisoners? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was talking about a dress, and you turned it into rape, you know. Yeah, and they made fun of gender and everything, you know. And, you know, watch Friends. You'll see what I'm talking about. I'll see here. There's not much more about that story other than that. It's just, I thought that was kind of interesting. But, you know, it's funny. He says that, right? He's going to get railed for that. How dare he speak? He's he's two of the greatest sins of 2020. He's a white, straight male. So three things. Yeah, he, he has it all bad. Coronavirus may be spreading so quickly due to fecal transmission, says new research. So this article, you got to watch a video about it. But basically, the coronavirus, which should be called bat flu, but whatever. That shit came out and they're saying that in addition to spreading, you know, you know, the virus in close contact can also be transmitted through fecal oral route. So it's in your shit. And uh, listen, people, fecal oral, that means if you're eating ass. So stop eating ass, guys or girls. Don't eat that asshole. You could get fucking bat flu. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like and it's, <laughs> it's like the most unpredictable thing on the face of the planet. A Chinese guy or girl. Be like, eat my ass. You know, <laughs> I, I don't see it happen. They also mean washing hands, but I mean that's straight out eating ass. Don't eat, don't eat no ass. Sorry, people, you gotta stop it. Spread that flu. New Star Wars movie set on the Sith planet Exegol. Really? Reportedly in the works. So they're coming out with a Star Wars movie. Yay! They need to stop fucking doing that. And, uh, you know, here you got this franchise that you fucking ruined from some top to bottom, you know, they're really good at making the shows and the, the cartoons, but movie wise, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So I would think that the best way to go about it would be get the best people you can get for this. Not a Ryan Johnson. We're talking like Steven Spielberg, JJ Abrams, fucking like. Uh, who's that guy who did uh, 
Interstellar, um, Christopher Nolan, all these. You need to get the, the top of the top of the top to bring this franchise back. But like always, you guys don't give a fuck. <laughs> so there's this guy working on it. His, his name is J.D. Dillard, best known for the film for the film Slight. Is apparently working on the feature length project with with Luke Cage and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. scribe Matt Owens. So you got these two fucking guys who come from shit, meaning they make shit. Uh, <laughs> they make shit. I don't know who uh, J.D. Dillard is. He made such things as, let's say, director-wise, Utopia. He directed an episode of that and a bunch of shorts. He wrote a couple of stories. Uh slight uh empire of the sun that's a short bunch of shorts sweetheart so this guy's terrible that's what this is oh uh, i i hate to i hate to burst your bubble you come from nothing one day he's gonna get that breakout performance and you, you get star wars so you're gonna you're gonna make a mediocre fucking thing and uh, you have stores on your name so you can then move forward in your mediocrity you know that's the shit thing about this nowadays the the producers or movie companies are so fucking terrible at their job that what they're doing is creating an environment for more shit so what you do is you get these people who made crap and then um what do you go and do you give them like a franchise like with a big name and they ruin that, but because they have that franchise underneath their name, they're able to go on and so on and so forth and make more crap. And uh, yeah, these guys could be very well good, but they haven't made their mark. And so what do you do? Give them a franchise? You really shouldn't give someone who hasn't made their mark a fucking franchise unless it's a lost cause. And like, unless you're saying Star Wars is a lost cause, then you shouldn't have given Star Wars. They should have got something else, you know, maybe write for the TV show a little bit. Uh, Matt Owens is just terrible. He made Luke Cage. If you like that show, it's terrible. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for some reason, that just kept on going. Uh, I guess he wrote for the Defenders. That was utter garbage. So that's where we're at. You know, made crap. You got two crap writers that came together to make Star Wars. So good for you guys. You're, you're, you're succeeding. Hey, fuck, they could actually make it good. I doubt it. But they could. I mean, it's just I'm angry at the f fucking production company. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? You know, wouldn't you want to give this shit the best chance that it can and get the best that you can? But instead, you just got crap. Why Angelina Jolie's oldest child, Maddox, doesn't really see himself as Brad Pitt's son. I only brought this. I only wanted to talk about this because uh, I. It, I'll, I'll, gi I'll give you context in just a second. So basically, the story is about this uh, guy, Maddox. I guess he was one of them Asian kids that Angelie Jolene uh, adopted in uh, Cambodia or one of them fucking foreign countries when she was doing one of her uh, movies about Beyond Borders or some bullshit like that, right? And uh, Brad Pitt adopted him as well. And then fast forward, you know... 14 years this kid doesn't like to hang out with brad pitt and everything and i have to say it's probably due to the way they were raised i mean you give children everything they turn to shit they just do i mean this kid came from nothing and then for fuck he should be forever like 
forever in their debt, you know, but because he was raised in America and life is pretty good or whatever, um, he was able to tell Brad to fuck off. <laughs> Brad motherfucking pit. I mean, Brad Pitt's like a, I don't know, a, a tapestry, you know, he's like the best. He's like a way better actor than Angelina Jolie. He comes out in better movies. He's just better, you know? And then uh, Angelina Jolie is Angelina Jolie is uh, fucking terrible, you know? She's crazy and gets in shit movies. She was like the first badass female, but then just, you know, stopped eating food one day, you know? And uh, they raised uh, kids that probably fucking hate them because, especially this Maddox kid, I mean, like, you... <laughs> You come from one of them Asian countries. Uh, life sucks. You know, they were able to adopt this kid from some fucking shit family, probably in some random place. I mean, life is pretty bad when you're not in America. A lot of these little countries that you're able to adopt these kids, they're not doing too well. Like if they weren't adopted, life would not have been good for them. So it's kind of a weird thing where you're not forever indebted to i mean like i would be like i'm all about brad pitt <laughs> i don't know how i would be honestly you know but if i were to like switch bodies with uh fucking uh maddox like i would be totally like brad pitt you're the best <laughs> high five let me hug you i'm glad you're my dad <laughs> well that's all the news i got let's see what else i got going on here i got a picard review because I, I fucking hate that show and uh maybe i got some more riffs who, who knows so there i was listening to this podcast in regards to incels and shit like that i was listening to the matt and shane secret podcast in which um there's like a patreon one where they were talking well it was uh matt matt seems to be one of them smart guys but gets too far and you know psychedelics and everything but i mean there's some wisdom there and uh <clears throat> they were talking about incels in general so one guy called in and they had a lengthy conversation on incels and all that and sound like just a bunch of like uh sound like this guy himself was an incel and um he wanted to come up with a theory why they're so toxic and why they're bad, but they could be helped, you know. So it was a lot of mishmash that it took like an hour, hour, maybe thirty minutes to get to that point of, of like, you know, he's trying to help these guys out, but he got so passionate about it, you know, talking about it and everything. And so basically, what an incel is is the premise of a person who's involuntary, you know, celibate, meaning they can't they can't have sex. And I thought the term was more apt for. Uh, like uh like you have no arms and legs and shit and no chicks gonna get with you kind of bullshit i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure it happens but you know you got your um special ed and everything like that and they're not getting laid apparently i mean like that'd be kind of weird right if a down syndrome guy is getting laid and um i, I mean i don't know i don't even know how that works in that world, I mean, they have, they must have needs, you know. Their brain didn't fully m mature, so it, I mean, the but the, the body has hormones and shit. So how far does it go? This is not something I want to Google or anything like that. So I don't know. 
But nonetheless, I mean, there are people out there that due to unforeseen circumstances, they couldn't get it on. You know, I couldn't have sex, you know, and so they're involuntarily like a coma patient. It's not like they're fucking. I mean, you know, now if you're thinking like they get raped, you know, that's a different thing. That's not real fucking. But that aside, it's been hijacked, I would say, into this term. So there's guys out there who are just not getting laid, you know, and so they become angry about that. They blame women for it, you know. And he was talking about, I think he's gone on forums and Reddit and things like that. And I, I do think that is not the vocal minority. That's just a minority of people, you know. Uh, and I don't know. Like, I got, it gets kind of tricky, right? Because um, Shane does, not Shane, Matt does uh, bring up a couple of facts. He was like, um, you know, people haven't been fucking, they're, they're, like, that's not a new thing, non-fucking, you know? It's, uh, that happens, you know? There, there's a time where guys don't fuck, you know? And that's a good thing because what it is is if you break it down to who we are as people genetically, you know, like you want to pass your genes on. And, um, you know, back then, you know, rape was prevalent, you know, men too much testosterone, they would just rape. And then I don't know when it happened, but there was some shift in that where guys would try to court women. I don't know what brought that up. I have no theories about that. It just makes me think what, what is it in society where women were all of a sudden, instead of like, uh, well, I guess society just grows up in, in that manner and, and value women more for their intellect versus their genes, you know? But then, I mean, I don't know. I really don't. I'm going too far, too far in this one. But, um, you know, it got to a point where if you were a value, you would get with girls and, and girls could dictate that, you know? And when they get dictated as well as their body. So why guys are trying to to uh, find that, you know, visually, you know, well, the, my, my, my offspring will produce good, good offspring from this one, you know? You know, that's why you, you're attracted to a certain kind of body type and everything like that. And then, you know, of course, you know, you start talking to them and see how they fend for themselves, you know, intellectually, you know, societal, you know? And then, uh, at, at, I mean, these are just, you know, bro science. And um, some guys are of no value. They cannot, they don't have a job or anything like that. And they get with these, uh, they try to get with girls and they can't, they get mad. And so they turn inward. And I, I like to think that, you know, religion had a place for this. You know, if you felt like shit, you know, you couldn't get with girls. If you really cared, you'd go to the Bible, learn, get some wisdom in you. Because in reality, Long and short of it is, I mean, if a girl's not into you, um, it's not that girl's a bitch or whatever. It's more about you. You know, you got to look within and figure out who you are. You know, you got to love yourself for one thing, you know, and if you love yourself, you're not going to put yourself out there with things that would hurt you, you know. So, you know, if you're attracted to a certain type of girl, like, well, this girl is mean to me, so I'm not into her, you know, even though. No, she's hot, you know, that kind of thing. But, I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of wonky, right? You get these guys who just getting with girls, you know, but then you're not an incel anymore, are you? But these incels, they, they just get mad at women when really it's their fault. They're, they have not illicit qualities deeming them worthy of mating, you know. 
And I think that's the fundamental problem. And and then the, because there's no religion, no guidance, they probably didn't have a father figure of some sort, you know, something that could be a demonstrative thing or like a like a goal to reach or anything like that. Because back then you would either have religion to, to become the perfect, you know, try to endeavor in that manner. Or you would have some strong role model, you know, like a guy you can emulate, you know, and then be in that direction. And then kind of adjusting you, you know, as you grow older, you know, like, don't do this, do that, do this, don't do that, you know, that kind of bullshit, you know. Well, don't be yelling at her, don't hit this lady, things like that. And that, I think that's really what happened. You have no religion and you have no sense of community. And then this is broken, these people creating what they call incels, you know, they just turned violent. And um, there's not that many. There really isn't. I mean, these guys get filtered out, but they're starting to have more of a voice because of the internet, you know? And so they all get together on these little forums, but that's all it is, you know? I think the, the, the men who actually turn this into an actual violent act are usually just fucked up individuals who need help. And uh, that's it. I, I don't even think it's something to quantify or give it merit. Some men, you know, suck, and that's what they do. They suck as people, and uh, they need to work on themselves. And um, and I think because we have no strong sense of community in the world or, or the world in America anymore, there's no churches to gather or anything like that. And there's no central thing. All you have is these these forums now, these social forums like Reddit and. Facebook and 4chan and things like that. It's replaced what they call community. And so these fucking assholes get together on these things and they have a voice and they just love shitting on each other or shitting on women or just shitting on things. You know, that is a, it's a negative dopamine trip, you know, although it, it gives you the dopamine, you know, feeds some kind of a need. It's not good for you. You know, you're being, uh, what is it? Uh, groomed or trained to fucking hate chicks. Uh, and I, I think that to help incels and people alike, we really got to start forming communities, you know, something where you could struggle and everything like that. Like I said, like I keep ranting on is like, you know, religion. That's it. You know, you have your religion, people gather together and they kind of from there, they can bounce off into greater things like the military or some kind of endeavor where you construct, you see what it is, is men need to form these bonds where they struggle together and they form these strong bonds with whatever. And, um, those are the deepest bonds. So you got these incels, these fucking assholes who aren't able to get with chicks and they're struggling and get this, the community that accepts them are other people who are struggling. So you forming this strong bond with this negative attitude, you know, and that's where you have back then you would just form a strong bond, you know, military, anything like that. So maybe there's an argument for something like that. I don't know. Uh, that's why my goal is for the whole entire world to learn martial arts or something like that. Something about struggle forms a stronger bond. And that is what we need to figure out in our human society is how to form stronger bonds with people through, through strife. You know, war usually unites people, and that seems like the only thing that we can go. But th there could be more. The pursuit of a better self, a pursuit of a better you. And through that, I think if everyone's struggling to be a better version of themselves and grouping up together on how to learn these things, 
they sh- it should take form. Like give it a give it a sentence, give it words. Back then you had religion, you know, that kind of faded away. It became more of a worship than trying to better yourself, you know. You know, you would better yourself for the worship. And that just became tedious and a bit of a task. But I think that if everyone's working to a better goal of a better version of themselves, and by the way, make it free, that'd be the thing to do. How would you organize communities like this? I don't know. It, you would use that evil form of social media, I would think, and then get people to meet up. I can't be the only one who came up with this idea. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure, uh, what's his name? Shane? Shane. Um, how was his name? Matt. Matt on this uh, Matt and uh, Shane's secret podcast. Matt has been talking about that, making a commune where a group of people gather together, mostly men, I guess. They, and then we'd like uh, it, see. He doesn't have it all there. I think. I think that he's thinking they just get together, fight if they want to, and do their own thing, get high, and things like that. And I think that's a start. I think you have to have structure. I think structure is what forms a stronger community. And um, as long as, like, that's why churches has lasted as long as they have. Now that they're gone, you know, that kind of thing. So you got to come up with a new kind of community which has a structure and moves forward, you know. And uh, if you could avoid leaders, that'd be the best thing, I think. But, yeah, you just use democracy. Everyone vote. You know, and that'd be the move. But with a with a leader, though, you can forward the plot. I don't know. You, that's why martial arts, I think, would work. You know, you're learning a skill. You know, and then uh, you know, struggling to learn the skill together, and then uh, you can form deeper bonds from there. And I think that's the problem with incels. They don't have that. All they have is the only deep bonds they're f- forming is they're struggling with other incels and. There you go. It only takes one person to lead them into fucking the path of killing other chicks or raping or something fucking terrible. And uh, who knows what uh, what the future of incels would be. Right now in the media, it's about shitting on these people and treating them like shit. That's all, that's all we've learned because we haven't taught forgiveness. You know, With Jesus, at least you had forgiveness and, and you can move forward. Forgiving people is how you move forward in life, you know. Fucking holding a grudge keeps you in the same spot. And um, well, since religion's gone, the media and the social media itself has become our new god in which they're telling us what to do through a group, you know, no real order, you know. And it only takes, and all we do is shit on each other and judge each other for past actions and things like that. And it's only it's only growing stronger, you know. So what what do we do? Get rid of social media and everything? That's not the right thing to do. Neither was getting rid of religion. What we should have did was learn where the problem was and how to fix it. Problem is everyone's coming up with some kind of fucking idea, right? And those are my thoughts on incels, just uh, and community in general. Recording uh, after watching uh, Picard. I can't help but create notes and record stuff as things are happening. Uh, you know, I, like a bit, I didn't, I wanted to just review the whole show as a whole, but um, it turns out as I'm um, watching this show, I can't help but want to comment on it as I'm watching it, like a reaction, as it were. And um, 
I'll probably just review these shows now just individually as they come out to keep me sane. Because when I saw the trailer for the show Picard, I was enthralled. I was like, yeah, this is it. Against my better judgment, you know, because I've noticed a theme in the last like 20 years. Every time something I want comes out, like, you know, it's like a shit version of what I want, you know, like Death Note. I love Death Note, the anime, so much, so tremendously. And then they made a movie, and it was terrible. And I knew it was going to be terrible. I like G.I. Joe. They made a movie, fucking terrible. You know, they remade Ninja Turtles. I love Ninja Turtles. Fucking terrible. You know, it seems to be every time they remake these movies or do something, it's fucking terrible. But because Star Trek Next Generation, I was blinded by my love for that show. I really love that show. And Picard himself, the character, you know, along with Data and all the others, you know, just create this, like, this... I don't know what to say, the quintessential what you want to be in your life or what you want to do. You know, I, I don't know what to call it. I really don't. When I get older, I might be able to define it. But it's a thing in which I'm like, yes, this is this is these are great people, good times, you know, and all of Star Trek's pretty good. But ever since this new way from Discovery to this this show, it's like a continuation of Discovery. Um in, in the sense of the spirit of discovery, you know, gritty, rough, you know, lots of drama, a lot of dragging out. That's another thing I've noticed. They keep dragging out plot points and it's, it's getting aggravating because it's like, you know, they, they produce one thing like a mystery box. As I heard someone say before, it's like, uh, you know, like we need to find the secret of the stool. You know, and you're like, what? Oh, okay. And each episode, you're getting closer to finding out what the stool is. And uh, then they keep leading you down to, well, to find out what the stool is, you need to know what the the heater's about. What heater? The heater. And then you go into a story, finding about the heater. And then you go into, and well, to understand the heater, you're going to have to learn about the mouse and then you're finding out what the mouse means and you're like wait a minute what where was i at to begin with wasn't i in episode one talking about a stool and now in episode 13 i'm talking about a mouse that's leading into a clock and we have time travel i mean that's what this mystery box thing does and what what made lost manageable was the characters themselves were engrossing but they had 26 episodes to develop these characters so after five seasons, you've developed these characters. You're okay with them dragging you along, not really answering your questions, and then like posing bigger questions and answering the other questions you had before, you know, but maintaining not to give you the main answer to the main question you had originally. You know, oh, I know what the mouse is. Uh, I know what the heater is. What about the stool? Ah, nope, I don't know what that's about still. It's always the. And Picard and Discovery are following along those lines. They're just kind of going along. Like, well, the first season of Discovery kind of moved in a good trajectory, you know. And, uh, you know, the second season started moving in this direction of introducing mysteries and, and then, you know, constantly opening another mystery to another mystery to another mystery, answering other questions, but not really, you know, answering the big question, you know, in the beginning of the season or some shit like that. And Picard is along the lines of that. So you got a call to adventure and everyone, I've noticed this, uh, everyone gets called to adventure 
in this show, each character they've introduced and they say, I don't want to do it. And then they come back and they do it. And, uh, it, it's an old, I don't know. It's, it's pretty dumb. It's, it happens in every episode of every character they've introduced, but, um, and then they come back for that instance. And, um, you got your call to adventure, you know, you got the, the whole robot chick dies. Turns out she's data's kid and you know Picard feels like he needs to save the other kid and that's it so he uh, assembles a crew for four episodes he assembles a crew and um there and then that's the, that's the mission you know get get Maddox who uh I guess created the robot and uh that will lead you into the next um thing to find this lady and save her and try to find the overall plot of the story and um, and in this episode, we finally got. Let me get to it. We still got. We got to a point where, like, finally, the story is about to take a trajectory. You know, because they needed to find. So the, the the whole show started with Picard trying to find uh, this one guy, Maddox, and um, it, finally, we got to it in episode four. It took four hours to get there uh, in real time. And so finally, actually, this is the fifth episode, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see here. Let me pause this. Yeah, I guess the fifth episode. That's just sad. It took five hours to get to the point of which where we're at, you know. So it's all led up to this point where they have to go to this uh, planet called Free Cloud. And um, from there... It turns out Free Cloud is some kind of a <laughs> it's some kind of a like a Las Vegas kind of situation, you know, and it somehow throws random holograms and shit. And so I guess for reasons unknown, Maddox, uh, the guy they're looking for, is on that planet and all beat up and shit. And so they decided I, they don't really specify why he's so important and why they got him. They just know that they want him to sell him or whatever. But to the Romulans, and I guess that's a thing. So uh, Picard and his crew um, come up with this plan to spoilers if you haven't seen the show. They try to come up with this plan where they have to go and uh, they'll trade um, Seven of Nine, who was seen in the last episode, uh, trade her for. Now, it turns out that in this continuity, people, for reasons unknown, are killing Borg people and taking their components because they're supposed to be very, um, I don't know, high value for, for things, I guess. Uh, and uh, so apparently they killed... Uh, this one guy, Eacham, who was in Voyager, if you ever watched that show. And that was kind of like in the last like two seasons, uh, 709 saved a group of bored children. And they're, they're like his ki- They're like her kids, you know? And um, I don't know. They fucking when shit goes wrong in this one little area, I guess a bunch of people decided to get together and um, police the area. And they're called Rangers in this little area. And uh, I, they had each of them. They killed them, I guess. I don't know. They were taking parts from them. And I guess she decides to put him out of his misery and, and shoot him after she saves him. I don't know why. 
It seemed like you could have saved them, but they decided to kill him. I don't know. And apparently, you know, seven or nine, that's the one you want. If you get her, you're able to take parts and become more rich or something. That's not specified. They don't even try to, I don't know, um, explain that. So the whole episode is eaten up. Episode five is eaten up by this whole heist thing so it's like this stupid heist fucking premise where they have to dress up in flamboyant clothes go to the fucking thing and trade uh her or the borg or seven for maddox and then escape and that's that's the entire plot and it's dumb because now you've got this whole weird thing where everything's a cliche you know like they have to dress flamboyantly and uh I guess uh, seven of nine is like a Chewbacca. She's a, she's she got the little cuffs that she could escape. And uh, it's funny too, because originally when he goes to find her she, or she finds them, she goes, I'm out. I'm not going to help you. Wait, what? what's the story? Okay. I'm going to help you <laughs> So <laughs> call the adventure. So um, Picard dresses up like this one eyed guy, French guy and starts talking flamboyantly, you know, like, Oh, je me pay Picard or some shit like that. Or my chateau, you know, just, he just acts very cr- uh, not Picard like. And what, what made me mad, it was over the top with Picard because this didn't feel like the natural progression of this character. I don't ever remember Picard ever acting like this. Like, like, like he just, there was one time. There was there one time I, that comes to mind is when he was like talking Shakespearean to a Ferengi just so he can get this one ambassador back. And that's about it. But never, not to this extent, wearing clothes and start talking and just over the top. And it felt like it was like maybe it was the actor Patrick Stewart saying, I'm only doing it if I could do this kind of bullshit. But whatever. And um, it just, the way it was written um, why, why, why write a scene like that? If you're going to use Picard like that, it's like, what, what got us to the show? Why am I watching this, this show? It's because I want to see Picard in all the ways that he was, you know? And if it's a progression of the character, the progression, of the character doesn't go this way. It's kind of like, I don't know, uh, Indiana Jones becomes a car mechanic instead of fucking hunting for uh, treasure or um, Godzilla takes up knitting. You know, I didn't watch God's. I didn't watch this fucking movie to see Godzilla knit. I wanted to see him blow shit up. You know, I didn't want to see Picard act like this, like French guy. That's not with the character. Picard's more of a character of like saying speeches, fucking doing the right thing, leading people, galvanizing people rallying the troops you know he's an archaeologist of anything i mean if you want to go different that's as far as different as you get you know i mean this character doesn't seem like after 30 years this is what he's going to do now he plans on acting like a total buffoon like that's that's not picard that's just not him and um so i i get it they they, they see the writers kind of back themselves in a corner they created the scene where they have to do a heist. And by doing that, you have to insert Picard in most of the action because it is named after him. But at the same time, like you wrote yourself into a corner, you know, why did you write this scene for him? 
you know, if anything, if anything, you wanted this, he should have been monitoring the screens or getting ready to transport somebody or something. But Picard's not in the action like that, you know, and then but because it's, you know, his show, you put him in there. So it's like a scene that shouldn't be written. It's kind of like um, I liken it to Quentin Tarantino needs the right scenes where women get their shit kicked in but he has to create scenarios for it and he's pretty good at it he creates a scenario for for the scene you know um they need a quentin tarantino you want to have a picard you need to get the scene written for it you know no matter how much shitty it is it, it has to work a certain way you know i can't see picard acting like this ever you know and when you start making arguments like well, maybe because of many years, he's come to this conclusion. No, that's not the show. I mean, you watch Star Trek. The reason we're watching the show is because it's Star Trek Next Generation continued, you know, because it's the character continued you, for the fans, you know, and the fans of the show were, should be fans of this. And they're not, you know, there's some people that are like justifying it. There's a lot of people out there that there's shit out there that's like, like it's terrible, but because you're a fan of it, you just ignore it. Kind of like a, an abusive girlfriend or wife, you know, she's totally shitty to you, but you forgive it because you have loved at one time. And that I have a lot of friends like that. My friend, my friend Weddle, he was, he's hardcore like that, like a PlayStation will fuck you over day in and day out. But because he likes it, he, he forgives it, you know, and he makes excuses. And that's what happens. A lot of Star Trek fans who like this show are making excuses on why this show is good. In reality, it's not. This episode five is trash. I, okay, so I, I kind of straight off, but let me, let me go over my notes here. So they wrote this, they wrote this stupid scene for a heist, which is stupid. And they go there and they go, they go to go trade the Borg lady for Maddox. And uh, lo and behold, a double cross where oh, we were hit to the game. Here's Maddox, the guy you want. But we knew what was going on. So now we got our guns trained Borg. Then plot twist. She breaks out and she chokes the lady. Ha ha. Double plot twist in a heist flick where seven of nine has got the upper hand. And she says, get this guy and go. Then we do the Picard thing. Now, Picard is talking 709 down from killing him, her. Now, this is actually a Picard-like thing. I could see Picard doing that. That's actually realistically what Picard would do. But that, it doesn't work, I guess. And um, the captain, the other captain guy, Captain Rios, comes in. And he's like, like you know, if, we, if you do this, the other everyone's going to be fucked. It's, it's okay to kill. That's good. But if you do that right now, we're all dead. And that works on them. So it kind of negates what Picard did. But whatever. That works. They leave. And for at the same time, there's some weird thing going on where the uh, doctor chick that they brought over for no reason at all, without doing a clearance check or whatever, security clearance, they this lady's afraid of teletransporting people. So that's her job. Everyone else has a job. Her job is transporting this, uh, the, the crew back to the ship and she's freaking out. So one, she's a doctor in the, the 23rd century, nearing the 24th in the 23rd century as a doctor of robotics, you, you, you're afraid of transporting people. You may argue, well, not everyone's a transporter mechanic. Understand this in the world of Star Trek, 
you transporters have been around for like 200 years. It's like a fucking car. You know, it would be weird if in the story you got to drive the car and that person's freaked out about the act of driving. I have to drive? What? Drive in a car? What? I don't know how to drive a car. I mean, I mean, I guess you could make an argument for that, but it would seem pretty weak if you're watching a heist flick and one person didn't know how to drive a car, you know? Like it just didn't make it doesn't make sense. It's possible, yes, but it's just when you have an incomplete meal, you know, that you start noticing the the faults of the restaurant. So if I go to a restaurant and um, my I, I order a steak dinner and my steak is shit, it's like well done. I wanted it rare. It's well done. And there's pubic hair in my mashed potatoes. Now I'm thinking not about the steak. I'm thinking about the waiter who was shitty, the cook who was picking his nose, the the lighting sucks. The restaurant smells like ass. You know, I'm thinking about all these little things that suck. And that's what this is. Because it's a badly written show. Um, because it's just it's just it's because you call it the Picard. That's why we're watching the show. And instead of actually writing something of that nature, you created this crap, you know. So I, here I went to this restaurant thinking it was a great steak dinner, but between pubic hair and ass smell, I fucking hate this place. That's what you brought me to. You brought me to Picard. I wanted to watch Picard, and now I'm watching just garbage. You know, the fucking lady can't transport people. I mean, 200 years of transport technology, and you should know how to build one. It's been around now. Well, I don't know how to build a car, but you, you should get the gist of a fucking car. You know, all she has to do is press a fucking button. <laughs> That's it. It's not complicated, you know, whatever. So that's a thing. Let's see here. At the same time that this is going on, Rafi has got a thing for, um, she she went to free cloud like helping everybody until she got to free cloud and the reason she wants to go to free cloud is because she wants to see her son she sees her son and she she does this exposition she goes i'm clean rafi or son or whatever the fuck because like apparently she was addicted to something i don't know what i think maybe cigarettes snake 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 venom or something i don't know why and um he doesn't and then she's all about conspiracies and shit and the son is not it's confusing on what his anger is it's either he's angry at her uh her for doing drugs or angry for conspiracy theories but i mean i get that i get that anger and i get i get why he's pissed you know i could see that and my confusion is wasn't she starfleet and with that being said, what is this with humanity being addicted to drugs or anything, really? Because in the world of Star Trek, these people are supposed to represent the best of humanity. So it's it's not a thing in which they're petty where they're addicted to drugs and shit like that. They're all moving progressively to better versions of ourselves. And that was the cool thing about Star Trek. They're not racist. They're not sexist. They're not bigots. They're not petty like that, you know? Now, they do get entrenched into their whole, I got to do this 
to be a good guy. I got to do that to be a good guy. Like they get confused on the way they want to reach a goal. You know, we got to do this to be good. We got to kill these guys to be good. But either way, they're still moving towards the trajectory of being good. Things like cursing or, or falling prey to drugs doesn't sound like a Starfleet person or anyone in Star Trek, really. Only real people that are like addicted to drugs or anything like that that could be considered would be like Frangy or fucking Klingons or anything other than humans because humans have evolved. You know, I've been watching Star Trek for a long time. I mean, I've even watched Enterprise a, a second go around. And it turns out that people are like, really good they're good people even this is see and gene roddenberry envisioned uh people evolving past a point of pettiness you know they can be petty in the sense like i wanted to be captain but it's still you're moving towards something you're not petty like oh do i wear red or blue or am i addicted to this or am i addicted to that you know there's no real addiction in in all of the star trek and then this is continued all throughout Star Trek from Deep Space Nine. They even make jokes about it in Deep Space Nine where um, although they've abandoned the concept of money, they still can't get everything, right? They're like, oh, I want this. Or do you have any money? No, I don't, you know? And then and so on and so forth. And then um, you got your Voyager and then you got your uh, – it's still the same thing. There's still the same people. There's <laughs> – and then you get to Picard and you're telling me like 20 years later after – or 30 years later after Picard – or Star Trek, they're fucking, I don't know, or 20 years. I don't know, man. It just seems like this isn't Star Trek anymore. They've moved away from the image ever since Discovery. Everything has to be gritty, and no one's no one's moved on at all. Everyone's petty, you know? And then, like, if you watch Discovery, which takes place before Star Trek, people were pretty petty. And it doesn't make sense because you got Enterprise, which takes place before Discovery, and everyone is the best of humanity. You know, they do get hung up on things like I got to kill the Zindi because they're going to destroy Earth and they get hung up like that. But I don't see them doing drugs. That's just not a thing they do. And they're not even addicted to cigarettes. And then you get to next ge next generation. They're like, oh, yeah, cigarettes. It's fucking stupid. Uh. And Star Trek is too as well. Even cursing is stupid because they'll say double down Star Trek Four Voyager. Uh, Voyager, start the voyage home. They they go, what is it? What's damn, you know? And that's a good joke, you know. He goes, well, people used to curse back then, you know, but now everyone's cursing like le left and right, like it's a normal thing because of the progression of discovery, you know. It's like it's a whole new universe, you know. This isn't the Star Trek I grew up with, you know. And then you fucking perverted it into some some kind of an ego trip, you know. Let's take these characters and make them do different things. It's like if I had Mickey Mouse you know, the lovable little mouse guy, and he starts going into porn, you know? It doesn't make any kind of fucking sense. You know, like, you grow up with Ninja Turtles, and they do something, and they decide to become the Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, artists, you know? And they just start drawing things instead of fucking actually being ninjas and shit, fighting the Shredder. I mean, like, Batman, instead of fucking fighting crime, he becomes a lawyer. Dun, 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 dun. You know, like, Law and Order, some bullshit like that, you know? I mean, like, it... it it's 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 retarded. It, they've moved away from Star Trek. That's what they've done. And anyone who says otherwise is just like you're you're, you're that part of the brain where religion takes over. That's what's going on for you. You're the, making excuses for it. You know, I I wanted to like this show. I gave it five episodes. That's five hours, and we have gone nowhere. It took four episodes to get to Maddox. You know. 
You assembled your crew in four episodes, and on the fifth, when the story should start turning and going sort of towards a direction, you, you introduce more mystery mystery boxes. You know, and then here's the Maddox found fucked up. Uh, see here, Borg. Borg doctor transporters realizing faults. Super emotional. So they seven oh nine decides. Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna save. I'm not going to kill you right now. So they teleport, they transport to the fucking ship and, uh, they're saying their goodbyes cause it got Maddox and everything's good. And, um, kinda. And, uh, there's a scene between Picard and, um, seven or nine. And, and this, in this instance, they do have something in common. They were both once Borg and then they got turned back to being human. And this whole time, Seven of Nine has been emotional. She's not the Seven of Nine character from Voyager. Now, this I can let go because it seems to be, you know, she's had, you know, emotions because she was starting to get having emotions in the show. So it was a, a good progression. So you're saying 20 years later, she's really mastered emotions, right? But it's a weird thing when she turns to Picard, they have a moment where she goes, D- Did you ever. Did the, do you ever come back from being Borg? Like they have something in common. The difference is uh, so Picard only becomes Borg for like a day. <laughs> they tra- Maybe a week, if anything. But in reality, it's not that long. And uh, he comes back, right? And he goes through some mourning, but he comes back. Then you have her. She was Borg. If you watched Voyager, she was Borg for like 20 fucking years. Maybe 15, I don't know, 15, 20 years as a Borg. Way more time. And she has way more emotions than, say, Picard does. So I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> and it's, it's a weird thing to ask the question. Like, it seemed cliche for her to even say that. Like, do you ever, does it ever get easy? Do you ever fully become human again? And he goes, never. But it doesn't, I get thematically it makes sense to... I guess because they share something like that. But, but I mean, who the fuck are you writing this for? Are you writing it for the fans? Because I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm too hardcore entrenched in this shit, you know, like I get it. You know, they do share something in common, but why is these sentences being uttered to each other? I mean, you're fucking Borg. You became human, you know, and fucking 20 years and here you are crying and shit. You're happy. You're sad. You're drinking bourbon in one part of the episode. You're killing people. You're getting revenge. I mean, shit, you know, and you chose to be, you know, and it doesn't make sense too. So you got Starfleet, right? And, you're telling me seven and nine couldn't get help from Janeway, Admiral Janeway. Like what the fuck happened here? Like when Voyager comes back, the progression of things are as such Voyager gets back. Janeway becomes an admiral because of what she did before captain Picard. And she's, she's an admiral longer. And, um, the thing in Voyager, the theme is family. That ship is family. You fucking will do anything. You'll, You'll destroy time and space to save your family in this sh- in that show at Voyager. And you're telling me the character of Janeway is just going to let fucking uh, Seven of Nine just go around fucking being a ranger and shit without help, without Starfleet help? She would send Starfleet there just because of her. Because you're talking about a crew who unmade 
time and space many a time to save each other. I mean, they do it once with um, uh, Kim. I mean, they're all of the same body and mind. They all did that. You know, they all went back in time to save each other. If fucking the whole end of the show end game is written where Janeway goes back in time after they've been seeing each other, the, the entire ship of the Voyagers all like team and friends and family still years later, 20, 30 years later, still buddies. She goes back in time. Everyone helps her to go back in fucking time to save her crew who with only 14 people dead. I'm just saying. I mean, just. Uh. So this character's just out about doing her own thing. Uh, dumb. And they wrote this silly scene. Just, I mean, I don't know. There's it's superficial what they did. And that's what that's what gets me and it, it does get by a lot of the common fans this show was definitely not written for me because there's no there's nothing deep about that that should be a deep thing because they're both borg they used to be borg or whatever but not really because in reality borg for a day versus borg for 20 years is way different and then they, he's had what 40 years or 30 years of being human again and she's had pretty much the same amount of time you know <laughs> And so that scene kind of irritated me. It was a spit in my face, you know, like, yeah, it's superficial. It's like releasing a PlayStation 5. So I'm a big fan of PlayStation. I've noticed a trend in turning out shit every, every system iteration. So you come out with PlayStation 5 and just have it the same specs as PlayStation 4. That's what you did. Although by number, it's, it's a, it's, you know, a newer system and I should like it. It's not really what I wanted. I wanted something better, but you gave me the same exact thing just with the number five. This too is the same thing where yes, you gave me something, you know, where it's kind of like a board connect, but it's not real. It's not real. They don't have a, they don't have something that's kind of like the same thing, you know, that, yeah, they were turned for board. Yeah. But like, she's obviously human and he's obviously human. So this doesn't mean fucking anything. If anything, if they wanted to write something where they share something, the trauma of becoming Borg, you know, and how she can't use her emotions, right. Or some bullshit like that, but whatever. See here, seven to nine, super emotional, whatever. She, and yes, another thing is they made seven to nine basically useless in the sense that you could have just swapped her out with any other character because what connects her as seven to nine is this. She's Borg. Uh, it's all superficial stuff. It's Borg, one of the characters that died in Voyager, one of the characters in Voyager died, and she goes for revenge 13 years later. And you're telling me that Seven of Nine, the person who can just like hack a fucking ship and go to fluidic space, the person who came close to the Omicron particle, the person who like, I don't know, downloaded data from a 200-year-old ship. Uh, I don't know. What else? I mean, like this Seven of Nine isn't to be flaunted lightly. This is an overpowered character and you just placed her in a fucking universe where she's not owning it not owning the universe per se but i mean she is a fucking mountain of a character if you watch the show voyager her accolades alone are like cosmic you know like so for her to just be there being totally one-upped by a bunch of people and not getting revenge for 14 fucking years just seemed like hey plot device you know and so fucking whatever you know and uh, 
yeah, they just made her a pointless character. It's like you just gave me a fan. Like it's like I watched Karate Kid and Mr. Miyagi just said hi. I'm all like, do you know? Are you gonna do karate? Get teach a kid anything? Nope. He just said hi. He's a window washer. That's what he. That's what he does. Because I mean, it's seven to fucking nine. The, it, she shouldn't need help at all. But whatever. Not just that. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. They, they didn't write that right. Um, let's see here. Big plot twist. So Maddox, for some reason, is all fucked up. I don't know why. He was captured two weeks ago. So what they do? Beat the fuck out of him for two weeks straight for no reason? So whatever. They find him. He's all fucked up. And he's giving out crumbs of the main plot. But not really. He doesn't give any information. Not one bit. And that's it. He just says that he goes into hiding. So this whole episode's for nothing because they got Maddox, didn't accomplish anything. Then the big plot twist turns out that the doctor lady used to date this old guy, this Maddox. Fine. That's cool. I don't care. And um, she saw something, she says, that they showed us. So there's like the secret organization showed her something, you know, that she is going to kill, I guess, the love of her life. I guess. Maybe the love of her life. Someone she liked. I don't know. She kills him. She kills Maddox. That's a big plot twist. She kills him. And she goes, if only you knew what I saw. So they really back themselves into another corner. This fucking show is stupid. So whatever the plot, if they ever answer the mystery of what the fuck is going on, what they showed her to motivate her killing this person she loves has to be pretty pivotal, right? It won't be. <laughs> All right. I'm going to tell you why. Let's go. If, if it's a thing in which all of humanity is going to die, if he lives, would you not tell somebody that? I mean, how many you're with Picard, the guy who saved all of humanity from the Q continuum. <laughs> the guy who stopped the Borg on many occasions. You know, the guy who, I don't know, stopped a bunch of robots from taking over. Once again, he, I mean, you're talking to Picard. The f- motherfucking Picard. You ain't going to tell him that? Oh, hey, man, they showed me this shit. If Maddox lives and they, they find this robot, if all of humanity is going to die, you tell somebody. I mean, just seriously. He has to die. If he doesn't die, I mean, it has to be pretty significant to prove. Like, so they show her a video of all of the world dying uh, if he lives. Um, do you believe that video? I mean, the, seriously, there's a lot of th- what. What could they have shown her to want her to kill this guy? It did, I mean, it's just there's no buildup or anything. Like, if they do tell us it won't be good it just won't it won't because you've built up this stupid plot twist it's dumb it's you're relying on cliches or cliches if you want to say it like that um old characters you know and you're tugging our heartstrings that's all you're doing when you made this show you weren't really trying to make a good story at all it's like a a superficial story that's trying to copy a bunch of other shows and i don't know who fucking wrote this it's terribly written and discovery 
it, this is like a continuation from Discovery because Discovery was pretty cool. It was a cool little movie that lasted like nine hours or some shit like that for two seasons. You know, it's not really Star Trek. And this is not really Star Trek. This is Picard. So here you got Picard and you want to see what he can do. He has done nothing. And uh, yeah, Picard leads people. That's what he does. Does he feel like he's leading these people? No, he just asks for suggestions and they do things. <laughs> it doesn't feel like he's leading anything. He's just saying, I need to do this. And everyone's accomplishing that goal. Uh, and then you have these random plot twists. So you're creating these mysteries. And here's a big plot twist in this one. They fell into this whole, we want to make a good thing. So we make it mystery, you know, because most good things have mystery in it. But in reality, because you traded mystery from actually good storytelling and character development, there you go. Somebody must have said in the, in the writer's room, we need character development. All right, let's give this lady addiction. And she left her kids in the world of Star Trek. You know, I, it's like, I don't know, like, let's have Jedi not use the force, you know? <laughs> Why can't they use the force? Reasons. Hashtag reasons. You know, they have lightsabers at least. No, they have guns. They'll use guns. Like, wait, what? That's not even what they do. Same thing with this show. Here you got a bunch of characters who are supposed to be evolved past pettiness. And they're stuck looking for money, living in shitty places and to, to create this whole, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like these people. No, you want to aspire to be like these people. I don't want to aspire to be any of these fucking people. I don't want to resonate with these characters. And if you resonate with a character who's better than you, that's kind of a cool thing. Because then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm like my hero. Even my heroes have faults. This is these guys aren't heroes. These are like people who who suck. And uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Let me think here. Any final thoughts? Yeah, the whole show, the whole episode of episode five was a heist to get Maddox. They got Maddox and then big plot twist. That is it. They didn't even seed any of this shit. Fear of transporters. Make the lady f afraid of transporters for four episodes. You had four episodes to do it. You didn't do it. She turns out she's in love with Maddox. They're together. He looks like her father, but whatever. Let it go. And then she kills him. They only seeded it in that episode because they did it in that episode. Uh, does this show have a showrunner? Because it seems like they don't understand the character of Picard at all. Like who should have wrote this show as a fan of the show? Really? They should have watched our, and like, I think she was, it was like a female, but I don't know. It's, this is a God awful show, but I'm going to keep watching it. Cause I have to say it. Cause I, cause I like star Trek, you know, so each episode's disappointing after the other. And that's all I have to say about that. That's it for podcasts for me. I got the uh, incel talk and the uh, Picard stuff. That's all I had in the tank. But it should be good. It's it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> My thoughts. But uh, you know what's funny? Is the incel uh, uh, comments that I had and all that. And the, the guy that was on that show. It turns out like... <laughs> It, it it's kind of funny when when I listened to it I was like I was like what is this about this guy doesn't sound like on the level he sounds like a bit of an incel himself and as it turns out um, I listened to a, a, a podcast after that it, it so they it was the the 
it was Matt, Matt, the uh, podcaster, uh, I guess, sent out some feelers for something like this. And he had a conversation with this guy, I think through text or whatever. And the guy posed as a person who is like an actual doctor. So that the, the, the vibe was he's going to interview a doctor about this incel. So it sounded pretty interesting. Turns out he wasn't in it, uh, a doctor. He was a young man, 22, who got most of his uh, comments and theses or, or hypot, hypot, hypotenuse, um, hypotheses from, from, uh, from internet rooms. And it was funny too, cause they were, they were like, when I, before they had started it, they didn't know what this guy was about. But once they were started talking, it's not like the Matt guy could just be like, you know what, fucking guy, I don't want to talk to you anymore. He had to go through, he had to play it through. So they just went back and forth, you know, and um, the guy's like, yeah, I read posts, so I know shit. <laughs> it was an interesting co- topic, but it didn't work out too well. Well, you know, it, it, it just sucks, man. You go to interview somebody who you think is one person that turns out they're not, you just got to ride that shit out. And, um, yeah, you know, I was an angry dude about incels. <laughs> well, that's it for podcast for me. Uh, if you want to share, I, I, I seem like I have low energy cause I haven't had any caffeine or anything. Sorry. I'll try to do better. But, uh, yeah, find me on iTunes, leave a review, all that good stuff. And, uh, as always, be the better person than you were yesterday. Try to get more sun. Be strong. And always stay frosty.